Crystal Craven, a singer, a songwriter, and a worship leader who's passionate about sharing what God inspires. And this is your weekly devotional. Luke 8, 34-36 says, When the herdsmen saw what had happened, they fled and told it in the city and in the country. Then people went out to see what had happened, and they came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had gone, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. And those who had seen it told them how the demon-possessed man had been healed. Now, we... We don't know actually how long this man had suffered demon possession, but we do know that what he suffered was great because it does tell us that he was kept under guard in chains. He was living naked and among the tombs. And then often the demons were driving him out into the desert. And then immediately after being healed by Jesus um, and having this legion of demons cast out, the first thing that we see of this man is that he's clothed, he's in his right mind, and he's sitting at the feet of his healer. Now, these three things are really significant. So let's kind of break this down into the three parts. So number one, he was clothed. So seeing that this man was often naked as he was demon-possessed and living in that shame as people saw his nakedness regularly, now being fully clothed and restored Like Jesus had just restored the dignity of this man. And it's also a really beautiful picture of any person who's healed from their sin and a warning to anyone who might be walking the line of Christianity instead of on fire for Jesus, um, just as it was written to the church in Laodicea in Revelation 3, 17 through 18. It says, For you say, I am rich, I have prospered, and I need nothing not realizing that you are wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined by fire, so that you may be rich, and white garments that you may clothe yourself, and the shame of your nakedness may not be seen, and salve to anoint your eyes so that you may see. Now, uh, the second point, right? He was in his right mind, This man had been perceived as rather crazy, and rightfully so, as seeing that he had around 6,000 demons possessing him before Jesus healed him. Um, But, you know, living among those tombs, breaking through the shackles, and hanging out in the desert isn't really, you know, exactly the actions of someone who's right in their mind, right? But when Jesus healed him, he could think and act clearly. And though we may never have ever been demon possessed ourselves, you know, we know that it is through God that we have a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind, just as it tells us in 2 Timothy 1, 7, where it says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And the third point, he was sitting at the feet of Jesus. Now, this man whose body and mind would have never had rest while he was possessed by demons was resting and in submission and reverence to the one who had healed him. In Luke, we also see Mary, the sister of Lazarus and and Martha, sitting at the feet of Jesus, and he had said that it was the good portion and it would not be taken from her. 
And then likewise, uh, the sinful woman, which we had looked at a while ago in Luke 7, uh, fell at Jesus's feet, you know, kissing them and anointing them as she wiped them with her hair and as she cried on his feet. There's something about being healed from much that brings one to just humbly take their place at the feet of Jesus as Lord and as Savior. Uh, Let's read those accounts here in Luke 10, 38 through 39 and verse 42. It says, Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken from her. And then uh, in Luke 7, 37 through 38 and verse 50, it says, And behold, a woman of the city, who was a sinner, when she learned that he was reclining at table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of ointment, and standing behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. And he said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Now, think of this, though. Haven't you also been healed? Now, I don't think you've probably ever had the habit of running around naked and insane, you know, or being demon-possessed, but if you're a follower of Jesus, you too have been healed. And as one who has been healed by Jesus, you've been clothed in his righteousness, and you've been given a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. But do you take the time to sit at the feet of your Savior? I mean, we've been saved and given so much, being blessed in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, just as Ephesians 1 1 tells us. Yet it's seemingly so easy to get busy with the schedule for any given day and either just keep putting off sitting at his feet until there's no time left in the day or just forgetting to do it altogether. But when you really ask yourself this question, and I'm speaking to myself here too, because it cuts right to the heart. And, you know, I think of days where maybe a day will pass and I haven't had that time of sitting at Jesus's feet and reading, but is Jesus not worthy to have you sit at his feet every single day? He is, he really is. And I encourage you to you know, make that habit, make the time to spend with your Savior, worshiping Him as you sit at His feet and listen to Him as He speaks to you. For blogs, written devotionals, and originally written songs, visit crystalcravenmusic.com. And that's Crystal with a K.